Hey, my special ass, beautiful ass, magical ass goddesses. It is me, Kayla, back with another episode of Divine Femme Rising. I hope all has been well. I hope all has been good. So today, I just kind of wanted to touch a little bit on the divine feminine and dating. It It is a, a little bit of a... a road to learn how to navigate, you shall say. Um, But for my divine feminines, I want you to keep in mind that you need to adopt a new motto when it comes to dating, right? And that motto is, many will want to be in your life, but few will be worthy of actually being in it. I'll get to what I mean by that a little bit later. But, you know, it should be pretty straightforward. Either way, we're going to talk a little bit about how the dating journey looks for a lot of divine feminines, what you can expect, and everything that you're supposed to get out of it. So make sure you stay tuned and we're going to jump right in it, right? So divine feminine, the first part of your journey in dating is going to be the healing journey, right? Because when you're younger, you're going to have a lot of different experiences and that's normal. That's that's how it's supposed to be. Um, a lot of those experiences won't be, shall we say, savory experiences. They won't be experiences that you enjoy, which is something I'll also jump into a little bit later. But you have to have all of these different experiences so that you understand who you are and what it is you really want out of a relationship. Not only that, but the healing journey is so that you learn to accept nothing less than what you deserve. Now, when you complete this healing journey, you're going to realize that a lot of things will happen. And if you don't understand or know much about the healing journey, don't worry, I will get into that um, in later podcast episodes. But for now, I just kind of want to focus on how healing will impact your dating life. Once you complete this healing journey, it is almost like you will become a magical bitch overnight. (laughs) And when I say this, I do not say this lightly, Divine Femmes. I really, really, really do need you to understand how powerful the transformative healing energy is and what it does for you, right? So oftentimes you will realize that while you're still in the process of your healing journey, you're still going to come across a lot of situations that won't necessarily rub you the right way. And it's not for you to become frustrated or anything like that, but it's for you to get very clear on what you don't want and what you won't accept. And once you get strong enough in that power to understand and know that for yourself, what's going to happen is that you are going to transform your aura right because everything is energy so initially when you start your healing journey you are very low vibrational you don't bring in much but kind of the low of the low you know like like attracts like and so you may bring in some of some more um not so ideal relationships right but those relationships are for you to learn and grow from and once you complete that I can't even tell you, I can't even explain to tell you like how much will change for you, right? And I don't say this, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm probably going to clear my throat a lot. I've been um, dealing with crazy Georgia weather, right? Um, but 
everything from the inside out starts to transform about you. And one of those things is your aura. When you complete your healing journey, you go from a very low vibrational place to a very, very high vibrational place, right? And when you are high vibrational, you will attract things to you. Not only will you begin to attract things to you, but it will also which I found very awkward and I thought I was crazy at first until I saw a couple of other videos about other women talking about this. But during the process of your healing journey, it actually physically makes you look better. Like Devon Femmes, I shit you not, right? I've been going through my healing journey for quite some time and it has been quite, quite a road, right? But I remember it was uh, maybe in January or February of this year. I got up one morning, super early in the morning, like I always do. And I wasn't really paying attention to myself in the mirror, right? I'm in the bathroom and the mirror is in front of me, but I'm not really paying attention to myself in it. <clears throat> and as I'm getting ready to walk out of the bathroom after washing my face and brushing my teeth, I'm getting ready to turn off the light and I happen to catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. And I had to backtrack a little bit. And I'm just staring at myself in the mirror like, is that me? <laughs> like I, it was almost like overnight. Um, I, I can't even really describe the change. I could just tell you I knew I looked different. Like my skin was brighter. There was, there was just something very different. And I kind of stood in the mirror like feeling on my face like what? What did I did I use some new cream I forgot about or something like, oh, what is this? And then I started seeing these other videos of women talking about their healing journey and how it transformed their looks. And then I also remember uh, another woman that um, I religiously watch on YouTube. Her name is Contra Queen. Check her out. Um, but I remember at some point her kind of talking about that a little bit. I mean, you know just like very briefly touching on it. But, you know, I've been following her for so long, looking at the beginning of her videos and then looking at her videos now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's been healing too. So, you know, there is just kind of like it, 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 I, I am very much so sensing for my guys right now that the two are connected, that once, once you are very high vibrational, it kind of changes you overall not just your energy um but the way your body functions thus changing for the better the way you look um and it just overall makes you a healthier person so do not ever 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 underestimate the power of healing um in essence to dating right because once you are fully healed you are going to very 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 quickly start to realize the situations that are not in your best interest because you are now much more addicted to making healthier choices for yourself that is what healing does that is the power of healing overall <clears throat> so yeah I, I should you not when I tell you that I'm sorry guys <laughs> garbage trucks outside my house because that's a little bit loud but um yeah I cannot I cannot um tell you how how much of a difference the healing journey um makes in who you are as a person and who you transform into going forward the healing 
journey of dating is the most essential part. I cannot, I cannot stress it enough, right? Because if you avoid certain parts, if you try to skip certain parts, overlook certain parts, downplay certain parts, it will be to your detriment. If you cannot understand something that you are supposed to learn, or if you're refusing to see something that you're supposed to learn, you're just going to keep getting that lesson presented to you from the universe. So kind of like I tell my son, you know, just do it right the first time. (laughs) You know, sometimes it may be hard. You may really think that something is for you and in your best interest and the divine is telling you that it is not. But, you know, healing also allows you to understand that if you let something go, something better, something for you, something more attuned to you will always come in its place. That is also a part of the healing journey, having faith in where you're being led and where you're going. So, yeah, overall, that's just a just a little little tidbit that I kind of wanted to throw out there um, and for my divine feminists to really understand how how important that aspect is right so next I kind of touched on this a little bit um, in talking about healing but you know your dating history right as a divine feminine you're probably gonna go through it right I would I would say about 90 85 to 90 percent of divine feminines really really go through it during the course of their relationships why is this well this is because a lot of divine feminines are very highly highly spiritually gifted right either you are a high priestess and you have psychic or high intuitive abilities or you are empathic so you very easily pick up on other people's energy um you are a healer maybe you are um what else was i gonna say um very energetically sensitive you know there there are a lot of different things that divine feminists can be um and different spiritual gifts that they can have but for you having these spiritual gifts um they can until you learn to use them properly they can be a little bit of a downfall in the beginning right Um, In everyday life, we are taught to ignore the little things. I remember when I worked as a domestic violence counselor and I would work with the different women and I would always, 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 always talk to them about the choices that they were making and the different relationships that they had, right? Now, for a lot of you, I'm sure you may have been through abusive situations as well. And for a lot of them, it was just very hard to process that somebody wouldn't treat them the way they were treating that other person. And when you are spiritually gifted, you unfortunately will always want to have that natural maternal instinct, right? Because being, um, in essence, a true divine feminine, you are always in a loving and caring and helpful spirit. You want nothing but the best for everyone, right? So in the process of this, this may create... um, some situations that you may find yourself in that will you will find yourself basically being a mother in relationships 
you will attract people that can sense your very healing spirit and want to attach themselves to you um, and basically drain you. <laughs> I mean, completely drain you. And this is a part of being in that very low vibrational state, right? <clears throat> so you're going to go through it. You're going to go through a lot of relationships. <sighs> That could be better. We'll just say that. But it took me some years to finally realize that the journey of piss poor and pathetic relationships that I had to go on was for me to realize, understand, and clearly define what it is that I'm willing to accept and what it is that I am not. And now that I finally understand that, when I tell you, child, my cutoff game is quick. I'll tell you guys uh, a quick, brief little story time, right? <laughs> so recently, this was actually recently, um, I had gone out on a date with a gentleman. Um, and, you know, he kind of seemed, you know, really sweet at first. He seemed very attentive, but not overly atten uh, attentive like I've had in the past, almost to the point where it's borderline stalkerish. Sorry, I had to take a sip of tea. So yeah, you know, it was just kind of like a right balance. So I was like, okay. So we went out on a date and, um, yeah, um, uh, all right, where do I start? So he came to pick me up right when he got off work and it took him maybe about 20 minutes to get to my house after he got off work. Right. This is about five 30 in the evening. Anyone that knows Atlanta knows that five 30 in the evening on a Friday, not, not the best traffic time. <clears throat> and he absolutely hated traffic. So he ended up taking a bunch of side roads to get to where we were growing, going. While we're in the car, you know, we're kind of talking and, you know, what could have been maybe a 30, maybe 45 minute drive ended up taking like an hour and 15, 20 minutes, but whatever. So we're in the car and we're just kind of talking about different things. And, you know, I'm not really, I'm, I'm still kind of very ditzy in a sense of sometimes I don't pay attention to what people are saying when they say it, but you better believe I'm going to replay some shit in my head after the fact. This was one of those times. So we're in the car talking and, you know, he has um, a daughter and, you know, he's, he's he never says like he's a single parent with sole custody, but he's making it seem that way. Right. He's telling me that the mom has a drug habit and, you know, telling me a bunch of other stories that. It's way too much for a first date. Now, I didn't catch on to a lot, but I did catch on to this much. And I won't reveal to you, you know, out of, you know, not putting his business out in these streets. I won't reveal to you um, exactly what he told me, but he did tell me, you know, quite a few things. And I'm sitting there thinking at the time, like, why the hell would you tell somebody this on a first date, you know? And he's all, oh, you're getting me emotional over here. And, you know, then all of a sudden, quick, fast, you know, just switch completely just turns it around and we you know started talking about lighter subjects after that but you know even when that had happened I thought well this is odd but whatever so this was a Friday that we went out um I kind of talked to him a little bit on Saturday and then I called him late Sunday and when I called it would just ring once and you know not even a full ring go straight to voicemail which I knew either like the phone was off on do not disturb or I was temporarily blocked, right? So when this happens, 
go into replay mode in my head. <laughs> I'm like red flag, red flag, um, because this wasn't the first time it happened. Not necessarily that I had gotten that response, but, you know, during the course of our date, you know, he's telling me like, oh, I don't sleep very much. I sleep maybe, you know, four or five hours a night and I stay up till this time and I get up at this time. So I'm, you know, there's been a couple of times where I'll call late at night and I don't get a response. And I'm like, OK. Nigga, you already told me you're up. So mm, two plus two don't equal four here, right? So I, after I called, I immediately had sent a text right after and, you know, really didn't think too much of it. Never got a response, which wasn't quite like him. I got a response that very next morning and I was like, hmm. Sir, no. When I started going into replay mode in my head, I start counting all the red flags, right? Red flag number one. I notice he has very controlling behavior, right? The fact that you don't like to sit in traffic, the fact that, you know, he's telling me how he likes his home a certain way, people around him, you know, just just little things that I'm picking up on. And I'm like, okay, he's got some serious control issues. That's number one. Uh, number two, I didn't sense a very genuine energy from him. Um, you know, it wasn't a overly exerted, you know, I'm trying really hard kind of energy, but I, it definitely didn't feel genuine when I kind of really sat with it. So there was that. <clears throat> then there was the oversharing. And when I thought more about the oversharing, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that whole narcissistic. Let me get you to feel sorry for me. Let me make you feel like you're responsible for helping fix me type of thing, right? Because people can very much so sense my healing energy, like it, it kind of oozes off of me, um, unfortunately. So it's, it's, it's basically all I attract in a nutshell. Anyway, story for another day. So yeah, I'm, you know, just going over all these things and, you know, he's making it seem like he has custody of his kid, but I'm just like, you know, I know the things you do in your spare time, especially when you get off work and yeah, know that there's no way you have a nine-year-old child living the lifestyle that you do full time. So yeah, another red flag. I'm kind of just catching on to all these little things. And I was just like, yeah, nope, cut it off completely. Like, no explanation, you know, he's still waiting for that. And I'm not going to really, you know, go too in depth, like, you know, you should have done this. And no, 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 boo. I don't explain anything. You're just not the person for me, point blank in the period. <laughs> End of story. So, yeah. When you initially experience all those unsavory relationships, it is because the divine is asking you to learn and define what it is that you do not want, what it is that you do not tolerate so that you can get to the point where I just explained, where you will very clearly notice and pick up on red flags and peace the fuck out. Like, you know, bye Felicia, please don't call me again. And like, when I tell you my cut off game, it's ridiculous at this point. Like, I can't even explain to you, especially since I've gotten into this high vibrational um, state, you know, um, eh, eh, eh. it's a gift and a curse, ladies. Let's just say that, you know, um, so you have to really be able to use your spirit of discernment to, to figure it out who is worthy of being in your life. So that you can keep those people around and all the way she can send them about their merry little way. <laughs> all right. So 
dating history is so that you can remember the lessons of the lower vibrational you, the one that tolerated anything, the one that had no boundaries, the one that allowed people to walk all over them, the one that felt more sorry for people than you felt for yourself, who had more compassion and empathy for others than you did for yourself. That person, that person that, that accepts those type of relationships. (laughs) All right. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. I got distracted there for a minute. All right. I have to tell this story. So uh, as I'm in the middle of recording this, I'm sitting at my kitchen table, not too far away from my front door. And all of a sudden it just opens out of nowhere. Nobody's near it. Nobody's touched it. Door just magically opens. All right. That's my day in a nutshell. (laughs) I had to like stop recording. Like once I saw that, like I just had to kind of, go over my house with some Palo Santo real quick. So yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, dating history and, and, and going through it and remembering the lessons of the lower vibrational you. Um, it is a very essential part of the journey, although it is not, hmm, it, no part of it is really fun or enjoyable, but you know, you kind of you're here to grow and evolve, and that's not always going to be comfortable because how long would we really uh, sustain our growth if it came easy, if it didn't come with some levels of discomfort? So you'd know what it's like to be in the lowest space possible so that you never, ever want to go back to that space because <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it at this point. But there are just certain things that I would never, ever tolerate um, before I learned to heal my codependency issues. Um, you know, one of those things that I could never really tolerate in a relationship is just somebody feeling like I need to be up under them 24 seven. Like I can't even tell you guys how long I have not been in a committed relationship. And so I value my freedom and independence. And so, you know, there are a lot of codependent men out there. That's not something that we really talk about, but you know, they try to make it seem like it's just women that are codependent, but no, 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 no. There are a lot of very codependent men. Um, and so once I learned to, to heal that aspect of me, that, that necessity of feeling like I need someone around me 24 seven is, is non-existent and I could never go back, um, to that version of relationships, right? Because I realized that sometimes I need my energy for me. And that's another thing that you kind of have to learn during this dating journey is that your energy is so very sacred. Once your aura kind of starts to get bigger and brighter, you know, it's almost like I like to, to compare this journey to, uh, dimming lights, right? You know, the lights in the wall that slide up and down and when you're at that very low vibrational state, it's almost like those dimmer lights are completely off or or maybe on at the very, very lowest uh, amount of light it can emit, right? And as you go through your healing journey, as you learn more, as you grow more and as you evolve, that, that switch starts to slide up and your light starts to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And as your light starts to get brighter and brighter and brighter, it's like moths to a flame. They all want to come to the light. They all want to be in the light. They all want to experience the light, which is why your attraction powers become so strong, which is also why part of that journey is learning you to protect your energy and have boundaries. Everyone will want to be in your life. 
you will be worthy of it. This is what you must remember. Now, this part of the journey is also very, very necessary because you will realize that a lot of people will want to date you to drain you. Because you have these spiritual gifts, a lot of people will kind of want to siphon those off, especially if you are one of those people that have very healing energy to others. They will want to suck you dry. I mean, almost like a vampire sticking their teeth into you, but except they're not getting out blood, they're taking your energy instead. That's why we call them energy vampires. Either way, you get my point. <laughs> um, but yeah, these people, that is why they want to be around you. Not because they love you. It is because they can suck you dry. They can transmute that energy and drain you while giving them um, a, a, a huge and much needed often energy boost. So learning to protect your energy and learning who you should give it away to and who you should absolutely pull it from. And I'm not, you know, let's just understand how deeply this goes, Divine Feminine. When you are protecting your energy, you don't necessarily always need to be around people to do it. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is oftentimes you will come across energy vampires who will do things that on an everyday level, yes, we find creepy, we find unsavory and all these other things, but... There's a much deeper spiritual meaning to it as well, right? So when somebody sits on social media looking at all your pictures and thinking evil thoughts of you, guess what? That is a form of sorcery. They are sending you an evil eye. So yeah, things start to kind of go wrong in your life. Or if you're wondering why you're not getting required results in certain areas of your life, it's probably because you have people doing this. And so you need to learn how to protect your energy, not just when people are around you, but also people that are sending negative energy your way because they don't get the desired results that they want from you, which will happen. <laughs> people going to be mad about it, especially the people that you once knew that come into this newer version of you. They're, they're, they're not going to be as comfortable with the version of you that they can't quite readily take advantage of like they used to. So yes, do be prepared for people to be mad like big mad not even a little mad like super mad they're gonna be really mad either way doesn't matter because it's your life that you have to look after so once you learn to set up these energetic boundaries and learning to protect your energy then you need to set up the regular boundaries kind of like i described in the story earlier no it, a lot of people i hate when <laughs> i used to work with you know abuse victims and they used to tell me oh you know I didn't know he was like this and I used to tell him like what do you expect him to walk up to you and be like yeah girl I'm gonna fuck up your life and ruin it like who says that no guy tells you that they are going to completely and ruin your life they want to act like everything's all bread and butter so no please don't expect people to tell you who they are it's up to you to figure it out and all of those lessons will help you do just that. And once you get down the lessons, those are what help you set up your boundaries. For instance, if you finally learn the lesson of people um, just interacting with you whenever it's convenient for them, right? You call them and, you know, they don't necessarily answer or pick up. Um, and then they call you, you know, when they want to sleep with you or, you know, when they're bored. And so they figure, you know, maybe they can go out with you or just, you know, do things that work in their best interest and not in both of your best interests, right? 
you realize that that's something that you don't like. And so you set up that boundary. Once you are healed and you start going on your dating journey again and you come across these types of people, you cut them off. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Do you have to explain it to them? You can. I would not. Uh, I would not suggest that at all. <laughs> because oftentimes these type of people that you deal with, they're going to try to manipulate the situation. Oh, what do I do? Oh, I can do better. And then they'll try to improve that for a short amount of time. And then they'll go right back to the same old bullshit. So as far as I'm concerned, you never need to explain yourself. You never need to tell people why you make the choices that you make because they are just that your choices. You can inform them of the choice if you'd like, but if you do, you'd be better than me because most of the time I don't even do that. Like, I'm just like, eh, nah, I'm good. Uh, so, yeah, learn the lessons, create the boundaries, enforce the boundaries. It's really pointless to have a boundary that you're not enforcing. You can't tell people, oh, I don't like to be treated a certain way, and then they treat you a certain way, and then you just continue to take it. Because oftentimes what will happen is if you verbalize a boundary, they will question you to death on it and get you to change your mind. So oftentimes I will not reveal what I'm thinking, why I'm thinking, what I'm thinking or any of that. I just tell you what I tell you vaguely. And, you know, you can ask me to explain it. And I'm going to tell you, I don't need it. <laughs> Point blank in the period. So, yeah, that's that's a little bit of us touching on dating for the divine feminine kind of the whole purpose of the experience, what the process is meant to bring during your healing journey and and during your later part of the dating journey once you've had a chance to heal and forgive yourself, more importantly, also forgive others so that you can be the best version of you moving forward and get what you deserve out of life and nothing less. So... I'm so glad I could catch up with you ladies. Um, if you're interested in coaching services, you can always email me at divinefemrising11 at gmail.com. And until the next podcast episode, ladies, I'll talk to you later.